0: Welcome to the Knockbox Podcast. During our series, we'll talk all about getting your life organized, not just for now, but for after you're gone. Because, guess what, we've all got an expiration date. The big question is, are you leaving a nightmare for your next of kin when you're gone? Do you have a file cabinets full of paper or an online world that no one in your family could ever piece together? Does your system make sense to you, but might not make sense to anyone else? Are you leaving a scavenger hunt for your next of kin? Or will they be leaving one for you? If the answer is yes, keep on listening. I'm Maria, and the knockbox, or the next of kin box, is my creation. Join me and a few friends as we discuss death, our stuff, organizing, and whatever else comes to mind. If you already have a knockbox, that's great. Hopefully, this podcast will help you get started. If not, after listening today, we think you'll realize that you probably need one. Preparing for death isn't always easy to talk about. We're here to make the conversation a little lighter and maybe even a little more fun. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Knockbox podcast. I'm Maria and I'm here with Heather again. And I can't believe we're actually recording this podcast, but...
1: It's fantastic. But we're doing it. I'm stoked.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting and fun to talk about all of these different topics and aspects of your life. And today, we are going to talk about assets, things that you own. Specifically, the vehicles that you own, as well as anything else that's valuable in your possession. Great. So let's talk about it.
1: Let's do it. Where do you want to start?
0: I think I talk think talk to the about cars, cars. Because when I went to go settle my dad's estate, which was the inspiration for this entire knockbox in the first place, one of the most challenging things was dealing with his vehicles because we couldn't find them. Because we found his car, which was great, his primary vehicle, but we knew he had a camper. And so the story of the camper, I think I mentioned this in another podcast, but the story of the camper was his friends just said, it's down in Florida. And we knew that my dad went every winter to Florida to stay in the villages in his fancy camper with his friends in the neighborhood down there. And but we certainly didn't know the name of the place where he put the camper, and we didn't know the name of the friends, and we really didn't know anything. Where did even <laughs> start? Yeah, at all. So we had to take hints from the, the friends in New York who said something like, call the lady, and I forget her name, you know, Susan down at the campground. So I did piece together, I found a receipt from the, the place where he stored it during the summers, called those people. Who then said, oh, yeah, yeah, we bring it over to this other RV park every winter for them. And it's called whatever it was called.
1: But it took a bunch of hunting down. It was a scavenger hunt to figure it out. Then I
0: had to call them to see if we owed them any money. And then we did owe the storage place some money. And then we had to figure out how to sell the thing. And we couldn't find the title. And so it probably took us four to five months to get the title of that camper.
1: We we had a similar situation. We had a, a relative who passed away who had an old Jeep. And the title could not be found mm-hmm. anywhere. So trying to figure out what to do with this Jeep when when there was no title and everything was really confusing about what should happen with
0: it. Yeah, and it takes a really long time. And in the meantime, you've got some vehicle that either is sitting there somewhere, not being used, or not being... Like, we had to pay for my dad's camper. He had a payment on that. We were worried it might get repossessed. You know, there's just a lot to, to think about. So... So it's super important to account for all of your vehicles that have titles. So we're not talking about your bicycle, but we would be talking about your motorcycle or right. anything with a license plate or a, a title associated with it. Uh, in the box, what we have you do is is fill out a check sheet, and it's one of the longer ones because if you think about it, there are a lot of different aspects to your vehicle
1: aside right. from just... Right, like I'm thinking about even, like, I know on my husband's vehicle, he sometimes takes toll roads, so he has the the toll road pass associated with his vehicle. Yeah. That I would not have even thought about until you just mentioned this, that it's, that's probably something I would need to think about dealing with.
0: Sure, you've got to shut the toll pass off, especially if it's auto billing you each month, which I think mine does. You've got to shut off the XM radio subscription. You've got to shut off your AAA, if that's part of the vehicle. Right. Uh, what else goes with a vehicle? If it's stored, because often people do store video, uh, vehicles in places, where the heck is it? How do I get to it? If you've got spare keys, which we do, where are those located? People often cannot find those. So there's a lot to think about. So in the knock box, we just have you throw your documents in the folder. Maybe it's a lease, and so you'd want to put the lease agreement in that folder. Or you've paid it off, so you indicate that, that people don't have to worry about paying for it. Uh, there are a lot of different things to think about Yeah, when it comes to, to cars. And okay. campers, and boats, and what else? Motorcycles.
1: Snowmobiles.
0: Snowmobiles. Uh, trailers.
1: Right. I think about, I have friends that have um, horses, and I know they own a couple horse trailers and different things that are associated with with that and yeah. I think they sometimes park them in different places and all of that kind of stuff too
0: that's exactly right exactly right so important not that exciting to talk about but
1: but it's an important well, folder to get completed in the knock box for sure because yeah. you could really send your family on a big scavenger hunt though
0: yes and it is something that's expensive that right and also you have to let people know what you want to happen to that vehicle because it may or may not be in your will because you may you know wills you write once or twice in a lifetime, and you go through lots of vehicles in your lifetime. So right.
1: Well, I'm also thinking too about we, um, you know, we also experienced in, in our family when somebody passed away, there was kind of a collector's vehicle, and when we were when we were selling it, they wanted to know when different work had been done and kind of maintenance mm-hmm. stuff, and if there was like one central place, so we weren't digging through receipts and all sorts of things, and we knew yeah, this was the shop that they went to to have all have this kind of stuff done. Yeah. That. I think we could have gotten more out of the vehicle had we really been able to demonstrate. That's exactly right. In
0: fact, quick story: my neighbors, who are in their late eighties, were selling their vehicles, so I bought a nineteen ninety Subaru from them for fifteen hundred bucks. Nice. It had seventy has seventy thousand miles on it, but they handed me a folder, this very thing, and it has the purchase records, the service records. Every oil change for the past 30 years. That's amazing. But then at least folder. you know
1: exactly, like, when was oh. the timing about done? When were the brakes
0: left? I time? have everything, right. So that's the idea. You put all that stuff
1: in one folder,
0: and it also gives you a place to put it so you don't shove yeah. that in a file cabinet somewhere. And so some
1: of this, again, isn't just about your next of kin when you're gone, but organization in your daily life right now Yes. so that you have a central place. And if you decide to sell that vehicle, you're just ready to go.
0: Exactly. And I have all the records in my folder. Yeah. Great. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other possessions that people have. What are some big ticket items that people have? Yeah,
1: I think about, um, I'm going to be responsible for an estate for somebody that has a lot of artwork. Yes. So I think about that. I, I don't necessarily know what actually has value, what doesn't have value, but also what should happen to each of those.
0: So, right, and some of that gets designated when you make that video that we talked about going through your house and, and sharing who should get what. But when something is valuable, it needs. It's probably. It probably has a. What's that appraisal? It's probably right. got an appraisal to it that you would want to put in a folder and mark. Here, here are the three pieces of art that are valuable in my house, and here are the appraisals, and here's what should happen to them.
1: Is this also where I would put things like uh, I have some diamond earrings that came from my grandmother? Yes.
0: Right. Any expensive jewelry, especially because as people may be cleaning your things out, they may not know it's particularly valuable. Yeah, what's real and what's not Sure. Real. Or it may be sentimental. You know, maybe what about a wedding ring that wasn't incredibly expensive but means something to you? Where, how, how do you tell people what happens to that? So you need some sort of indication to let people know Yeah, who should have that, that jewelry. Uh, or an expensive family antique, or the grand piano, or any of those things. Except
1: my wedding ring, I will not be saying who gets it, and I will just let my kids duke it out.
0: <laughs> and they will break it in half. Made and the each, best
1: girl will win. Each will get half,
0: and the, the good one will say no, no. Right. Um, right, so, but the, you do have to indicate that, and especially for things that maybe not everyone in your family knows is is valuable. Uh, Some other assets to think about are, um, well, if you have a storage unit. Apparently, lots of people do. You have a
1: storage unit? We we don't. Um, I have worked very hard to not be a hoarder, but I have Mm -hmm. had family members. Not that you're a hoarder. Not that you're
0: not not the hoarder. I I say that because I feel like
1: I could very easily tend to be that way, and so I have to be very intentional. Mm -hmm. um, In in not well, and we're also fortunate to have a bigger house, but I expect. As my kids are gone and we're downsizing I could totally see a scenario where we're like let's just get a storage unit to put all of our old high school trophies and all of those other random things Um, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it to my kids and then something happened to me 15 years later they would remember that I had that storage unit if I if I'm not really intentional in having a place for them to know that
0: or they say wait a minute didn't they have a storage unit but where is it?
1: Right. right. How and, do we get to it? And maybe we got rid of it and they didn't know is it.
0: Is it, right, does it still exist? And and actually, if you get rid of your storage unit, that's probably a good thing to put in your folder as well so that people can say, oh, right. wait, we remember that thing and, oh, we found the document right. that closed or it out. Or we
1: got rid of those diamond earrings or we got right. rid of, um, because I know we've had those kinds of situations Um, in our friend circle as well, where there's this memory of this thing and people can't find it. And it's so easy to have hurt feelings. And it's entirely possible that the family made a different decision with it at some point.
0: Right. It's gone.
1: It's gone. But if they don't know, they don't know what they don't know.
0: That's right. And actually there is a box on the sheets for vehicles as well. Like grandpa's collector car. What happened to it? Who took it? Actually, he sold it and we marked that box that it was sold. So, yeah, it's super important to say if you've gotten rid of any of these things as well. Like a storage unit. Because let's hope that you don't die for 30, 40 more years, 50 more years, right? right? And so a lot of this stuff gets forgotten. Well, and I think about
1: those those storage units, you know, we we see it on TV, we see it in the news. So many of those get sold off at basement prices, right? Just auctioned off probably because in some scenarios families couldn't find it or didn't know it was out there, didn't know they still needed to keep paying for it. Right. And so you, your family would really run the risk of
0: losing, losing some of
1: those treasured items if, if they don't know where to go.
0: That's, it. That's exactly right. Yeah. So storage units are a huge piece of this asset conversation. Another one that I found to be interesting was um, weapons. Oh. <laughs> so I know it's a little strange, but I learned in the state of New York, that if you are managing someone's estate, so you're, you're taking over their house and their things and they have a hunting rifle or any other kind of gun that has to be registered and you have to have a license to, to own it, uh, you are now the owner of that thing or you're at least in charge of it and if you don't have a license, that leads to trouble. So you actually have to go through some steps to make sure that you're not in charge of that gun unless you get a license for it. So not every state is a little bit different, but I would never have thought about that. Right. Until I came across that. Right.
1: So you probably one wanna let family know what weapons you have, yes. how they can be accessed. Is there mm-hmm. a gun safe? Is there are they stored somewhere else? What is the deal? But then also what is the intention with those?
0: What do are they valuable? You know, should you just sell them in the first week after my death? Do you want to pass one of those down? What what do we do with those? But right, people cannot be hanging on to those in most states anyway, uh, without a, a license right. to actually own them.
1: And and if you've just experienced a traumatic loss, that's probably right. not something that you're, you're automatically going... thinking about. Right. My you, gun license. Yeah. Right. But if you make a note for your kids, then then they know what they need to know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's important as well. All kinds of little things. Yeah. Under the assets section is also um, if you have a rental property.
1: Oh, Do you guys yeah. know
0: you had a rental property? We, we had
1: a rental property for a while and but it you, didn't. But but I could foresee in the future maybe us doing that doing again. Doing that
0: again. Yeah. I have one as well and nobody in my family would know my tenants' names. Where it is, they right. they might you know come across the mortgage statement or something. So I keep my rental property under in an asset folder with that information about okay. my tenants and. Is my that mortgage. the same
1: for like VRBO or Airbnb? Yeah, information well, on that?
0: I do. I sometimes have used I rented my house on Airbnb. I put that under side income. Okay. Because it's it's side. It's not yeah. really an asset. It's not really a thing. But it is uh, money coming in. Right. So people would need to know about that.
1: And they would potentially want to cancel that.
0: You would want to cancel that. What if people are booking my house the day of uh, my, yeah. my lunch that well, they're having yeah, at my so, home?
1: Yeah, at some point we're going to be Sorry. talking about what your final plans are so right. that I can prepare. And I want yes. to know who's going to be showing up with a six-pack of beer and, and their, their suitcase. Their suitcase. <laughs> Ready for right. a little
0: R&R. That is totally correct. Right. Somebody needs to shut off my Airbnb. Yeah. So that I don't get any bookings. Yeah, good point. Uh, Wow. Anyway, and they, right, they need to let my tenants know that I'm gone. And yes. actually, now that I think about it, I really didn't put in my asset folder what should happen to that property. I don't want to. I don't want my tenants to have to move. Right. So I have, so, to, I have to think about that. Right. How to Right. Make sure that that's taken care of. Actually, I should jot that in there. So anyway, that's an important asset. And can you think of anything else? Land. Right, like I, in in our, yeah, in our family, and
1: that, that has been another one that at different times things have been sold off, but people haven't realized it, or parcels have been split between branches of the family, feelings have been hurt, so I feel like that's another one um, that it would be great to have a really clean record of what is owned, what is not owned, who owns what.
0: And is it valuable? Because sometimes land is valuable because it has water rights associated with it or mineral rights along with it. Or if it doesn't have those things, it's often not that valuable. So, right.
1: And if you've already done the work to find out those mm-hmm. things, is there water or not, make sure that, that that's documented in there so right. that people aren't repeating the
0: work that you've already done. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So so that's assets. It's important to just make sure that we account for all of these bigger Things that have value, so that our next of kin is not going crazy trying to figure it fight out, fight over them, figure it out, sell them, keep them, pass them down, decide what, totally. what's going to happen to each. Of I people. also,
1: as you're talking about this, I think I, I think about um, mm-hmm. sort of what a neat experience it would be to sit down with my parents and fill this out with them. I feel like I would learn a lot about kind of what they they treasure like, yeah. instead of them just filling it all out. I think it'd be a great experience for us to kind of sit down and do it together.
0: Well, I've been telling people since this whole thing started that the best way to do this is sitting around a dining room table with your family members. Even if you don't do every single detail for hours with them, having these conversations is interesting. Right. You know, get together and say, let's do the asset sections of our knock boxes together. Right. Especially
1: and- when times are good and times aren't sad. Right.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Really? You do yeah. it now before. Yeah. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. So so that's an important thing to do. And if you've got your knockbox, that's that's our tip for the day. Grab this section. Grab yes. your family and sit down and talk about each of these things and, and fill these sheets out.
1: Sounds great. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks a
0: lot. You can learn
1: more about the knockbox and buy one at www.thenockbox.com. That's www.the n-o-k-b-o-x.com. Podcast listeners can enjoy 15% off with code podcast15. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.